If you want more from Dee and her sister and partner in crime, Rhonda, check out Switchblade Sisters Social Club, a true crime podcast where two sisters exploit their worst fears for your entertainment. You're welcome. the moon i'm d and i've got tracy with me here hi hello hi and we are two empaths who like exploring all things witchy woo woo so we made a podcast about it and today i'm so excited about this because tracy's going to be presenting on a topic that i know is very close to her heart and is something that i personally don't know very much about at all so i can't wait for you to tell me all about it you're right. I'm really excited about this because this is my study, probably one thing that will eventually become my speciality. We've always talked about finding our deity or the thing that we follow or love or do. And so today, Dee, we're going to be talking about angels, mm. angel healing. What are angels? How do we work with them? I'm going to try and cover as much as I can without going into super too much detail because I think it's a, the word angel can be it can mean different things to different people and it comes across in a lot of holy books in a lot of religious contexts it comes a lot in spiritual practice um so I'm going to try and touch on it from my truths my learnings what I see angels as and hope that people will pick some practice from it learn some things from it and then go your own path because as with all of our spirituality and our practices and all our podcasts actually do, we talk about all the things and we always make it very clear that this is our truth, this is our opinion, this is our interpretation, exactly. Take what you will. We're not offended with what you don't take and, and go your own path. You, exactly, and yeah. do what you want with it. Can yeah. we start with a little anecdote about a fun outing we had to Ashford in Middlesex? Yes. Do you remember? To... Yes, I was thinking, when did we go anywhere, D, at the minute? <laughs> we never go anywhere. Uh, this was obviously pre-COVID, and yeah. I was so honoured to take Tracy for her first tattoo. We'll post I it, remember. won't we? Don't get excited, everyone. It's like two lines, isn't it, D? It hurts so much. I was such a wimp, and I was so proud was so of brave. myself. She was so brave. But yes, I got a tattoo of a symbol of Archangel Michael. I think at that point, I was probably going down the path of angels being my thing. Very clearly, I got one tattooed to me. Angels are very special to me, and I'm super excited to talk to you about them today. And hopefully, I give justice to the word angel. I already have so many questions, but I'm going to wait. Well, I've got some questions for you too, because you know I like to put you oh, on yes, the spot. You like and I, I love <laughs> Exactly. So the word angel translates from the Hebrew word messenger. So that's what the word angel means. And I think a lot of us, when we think of angels, even now after doing all of my studies on this um, healing concept, still takes you back to maybe holy books, in particular, maybe the Bible. The word God comes up a lot with angels as well. And we strongly, I think, associate them with sort of a religious context, you know, messenger of God. Yeah. In all honesty, that's probably what turns me off a little bit about angels is because I have such a strong association with them, with Christianity. And, you know, my family background is very, is Catholic, not my immediate family. So that immediately my association is with 
Catholicism, which I don't, um, I don't, I just don't, don't connect with. <laughs> exactly. And also the word God, I'm very happy to use the word God, associate God with the divine. and But I appreciate that a lot of people feel uncomfortable with that word, maybe don't believe in God, maybe you have a different word for the higher truth or the divine. Exactly. And I think that's it. You just substitute it with God, goddess, the divine, the universe, whatever you think of. I mean, everyone listening to this podcast probably believes in some kind of higher power. So call it exactly. what you will. Exactly. So higher power is a lovely way of putting it. The thought that maybe there is more out there, that we were created by something or there's someone watching over us. Like I say, I'm going to use the word God, but from a non-religious context, which sounds strange, doesn't it? But a lot of angel healing work and angel practice is from a non-religious context. It's from a spiritual and a lot of spiritual practice beliefs and follows the word God also pops up a lot, but it's not from that religious holy book kind of view. It's more from that spiritual level. So please don't turn off, carry on listening if you've been in a little bit put off by or overwhelmed by this being a, a religious practice because it really isn't. And I hope that I can show you how you can work with angels, no matter what your beliefs are and whatever your religion is. And angels are, again, today, like I say, I'm going to be talking about them from the spiritual view, not the Christianity or religious view. A deity which is highly followed, looked upon, called upon in our spiritual world, just like we call upon the moon day. They're a deity like uh, priestesses have the gods and goddesses. You have your divine masters. You know, you have all your different um, things that you call upon, ask for help, pray to, ask for guidance. When you're doing your tarot cards, you might ask for guidance or help or protection from a specific master, god, goddess. And in some places, we ask for angels. So when you look at it from that point of view, hopefully it's something that you can bring into your spiritual practice and connect with. But if you don't feel it, and you're not thinking that angels are something that you feel close to. There's nothing wrong with that either. So, Dee, I'm going to ask you, when you think of angel, I think you've touched on this a little bit already. You mentioned Catholic church. What do else, what other words kind of come to mind when I say angel? I immediately think of Archangel Gabriel, who told the Virgin Mary that she was going to have God's baby. Yeah, um, she did. Or he did. Yeah. So that's what I think of immediately. Um, we've all got kind of ideas of the imagery around angels as these sort of like glowing creatures with big wings. Yeah, we do. You know, that's the sort of common depiction, isn't it? Um, so I guess I, that pops into my head. I think a lot of people, when they think of angels, they picture wings and halos and light and maybe the color white as well right mm -hmm. and this yeah. sort of pure being that floats above us but actually would it surprise you that in the bible wings are only really mentioned twice as being on angels and the rest of it all these um, images that we create and all these amazing pictures and paintings that have been done over time it's all down to human yeah. visualization so, yeah, a lot of the images that you see out there, if you Google Archangel, Angel, or a specific angel's name, you won't really see many matching images. The wings thing was only mentioned twice in the Bible, but the idea is that they angels have high vibration. They're living 
higher. And so wings would be the human explanation of how can they float without wings? That's mm-hmm. what we do, isn't it, as humans? Yeah. So really, angels are an energy, a spirit, something that we can't necessarily see, but we can feel that exist all around us. They're everywhere. And because we can't see them, but we can only feel them, our natural human instinct is to draw images of them or to try and find some sort of visual explanation. The dimensions that they're from and their energy that they give is different to the human existence that we have. And it's very hard to explain, but it's very easy to feel. But naturally, as humans, we need an image. We need, for our understanding, we need to see. And so there's an idea that perhaps when you do work with angels, whether you're praying or visualizing or meditating, or maybe you've had a sign or symbol or a face has appeared to you in your dreams, the angels will present in a form that you will recognize. But the form that you recognize, that vision that you see your angel or an archangel may be different to how someone else sees it. And with the angels as well, some of them, like Gabriel, you mentioned, did you notice I said him or her? Because Mm -hmm. there's argument as to if Gabriel is female or male. Mm -hmm. And so the angel will present themselves to you in a form that you will recognize. Google Archangel Michael and you will see him maybe with different colored skin. You will see him with different faces. But there will be an energy or a theme around him. Michael is an archangel of power, strength, warrior. He's the right hand of God. So his depiction always seems to be different sort of features or face, but that same kind of energy of power, strength, warrior, bold. So he's instantly recognizable. And again, some people give him wings and some don't. And it's all down to interpretation. So I'm going to talk a little bit about angel hierarchy. and. So I didn't realize this until my studies that there's so many different choirs of angels. We only really talk about archangels, but there are many more that go around and above that. So I'm going to go through all the different names. Some you've heard of, some you haven't. I love the thought of them having an organizational structure. (laughs) They do, and this is exactly what makes me smile. They do. You have the boss angels who are in charge of the other angels who are in charge of the other angels. Like our society, you have the police angels and you have the angels that do the empathy side and the healing side. They've all got their role in their angelic society. I love the idea of like an angel being like, oh, I hope I get that promotion. (laughs) But it's very Well, they can clearly be demoted if they can be fallen angels. Here we go. So the angel hierarchy, there are nine types or groups of angels, and they fall into three different spheres. So you have your top sphere, which are the ones that are closest to God, are probably the ones that you don't connect with directly, you don't hear of directly. The words or the names of them you might not have heard of before because they are serving God divine the master whatever you like to call it and so the first one is the therapist so these are the senior management these are senior management so so the therapist also known as the burning ones so they are on fire they tend to god's throne and are the closest to him these are the ones that are described as having wings in the bible as well so they're the ones that are Mm. talked about of having wings and they're the only ones they're not ones that we connect with directly. They are God's throne attenders. Oh, I'm Googling. 
Have you found any good pictures, Gay? Yes, a lot of like wings on fire, lots of reds and yeah. What I've been brought upon is like if I was to Google that picture, I'd associate it with hell. Yeah. But actually, these are the angels that are closest to God. They're the highest up in the hierarchy and they're burning. And they're probably like his bodyguards that have to do some sort of slightly dodgy yeah. thing to be safe, you know? Do you reckon? Because <laughs> that's the other interesting thing. Angel is associated with feathers and positivity and being like really high up, high vibration, sweet and nice and gentle. But I was trying to explain to a lady in my shop the other day who was really attracted to these angel tarot cards. But the mm. pitch on the box was not matching at all what she associated an angel to be. They're not this fluffy little baby cherub that you think's going to be like soft and gentle and nice. Don't get me wrong, a lot have healing. Some of them are badasses, Dee, that have to do yeah. protecting. They have serious jobs. Okay, so then the next level down is the cherubim. We have heard of the word cherub, and these are angels that have four faces represented by the four elements. Face one is the lion, which is fire. Face two is the eagle, which is air. Face three is the bull, which is earth. And face four is man, which is water. And then the third sphere is the throne, an easier one for me to pronounce. And these are the badass justice angels that we talked about. So they will present our prayers to God, but they are also the sort of rulers or the management of the angel world. So they make sure that all the other angels are doing as they are. They're in their right sphere, in their right choir. And possibly the ones, if this does happen, that send the fallen angels down if someone's misbehaving in the angelic realm. So they are the angel police, as it were. Angel police, right. And then the second sphere, so we have another group of three coming now. Are, are they below? In they're below. Yes, we're working. Just... We're working from the top down. top down to earth. Exactly. So the second sphere is all about the administrators and the ones that rule the spirit world. Middle so management. Man <laughs> middle management. So we've gone from the ones that are very closely related to God. We're now dealing with the ones who are related to the spiritual world, the things we can't see, the spirits, the energies that we talk about, things that still as humans we, we know are there, but perhaps we don't picture or understand fully yet. But these angels rule and govern that world. So you have the dominions or the lordships and they regulate all of the duties of the lower angels. So again, there's more angel police here. We have the powers who oppose evil. They help stop evil spirits entering. They have shields and they're depicted as like warriors who are stopping the nasty bits of spirituality coming through and offer protection through that. And we have the virtues who are a source of virtue from God to man. The next and the third and final sphere of angels are going to be the ones that are on our realm, on our human level. They are the ones we connect to. They are probably words that you've heard of and they're the ones that you work with if you're interested in any form of angel work or therapy. So the first ones are called the principles and they manage and protect humans, particularly big groups. They protect the world. They are governed by all of the higher angels um, and they are our guardians. 
which is nice to know, isn't it? I like that, yeah. So the guardian angels. Yeah, the guardian angels. Now, this is the one that you hear of a lot, and it is the archangels. Mm-hmm. So there, I was quite surprised when I was learning this that the archangels are actually in the lower sphere, and they're required that it is in lower. But if it makes archangels- sense because they're the ones that, if you're saying the lower spheres are the ones that appear to humans. Yeah, they're ones we connect with, right? So they need to be in the lower sphere. But there is a little side bit, a little shortcut to get to the top sphere. So if Archangel is spelt with a capital A, and there are seven principal ones, which I'll talk about later, but Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, the ones you've heard of, they are actually in the top group of the seraphims. The first group I mentioned, because Michael, Archangel Michael is the right hand of God. He's very close to God. So he is in the top group. So he's in there with those who are tending to God's throne. But he is also in the lower sphere so he can connect to humans. So you do have like a little, I like to see it as like a little fast route to the top here. So the archangels are very important in healing practice because, and I will go into them a bit more later. They have, each one has a speciality. They have their own day of the week. They have their own chakra. They have their own crystals. And then finally, the last group that is in this last sphere are angels. And they are believed to be everywhere. And one of the main angels that we probably hear of a lot is our guardian angel. And it comes upon a lot of giftware, doesn't it? I sell a lot of like little guardian angel pin badges and people like to send little feathers and things saying your guardian angels here. Did you know there were so many? I didn't know that there were all these different. I just thought there were the angels and the archangels. We know the angels are there. We know they're existing. We know that we can feel them and we possibly can't see them, but they do present in maybe visualizations in a way we recognize. What do we do with them? And so I'm going to give some examples of how you can use angels in spiritual practice for guidance, support, protection. There are some prayers or some affirmations or some requests that you can say out loud to your angels. I've seen so many pop up, so many suggested scripts of what you can say to connect to your angels, whether you're asking for guidance, protection, um, help for someone else. But I think generally say it from the heart and hopefully you will feel it and they will come. So one lovely thing I learned from an amazing angel healer, Kyle Gray, mm-hmm. done well not to mention him this far in our podcast. I would just like to um, say here that Tracy is a huge Kyle Gray fan. Huge Kyle Gray fan. I am. And um, Kyle Gray, we're coming for you because you're going to come to have a guest spot on our podcast one day. You just don't know it yet. Oh, that would just be an amazing day. Mm -hmm. Kyle Gray is a Scottish healer who has his own decks of angel cards, which I really recommend. Of course I do. Here comes the fan sort of spur about Kyle Gray but the reason I love him is that he's just so down to earth he's so practical and he connects really well with just speaking on a very normal level he doesn't expect you to follow what he's saying he gives you what he thinks and take from that what you will I find him really easy to listen to and he has helped through some really tricky times I think we all turn to people things deities 
whatever we need. And Kyle Gray's been my go-to Mandy throughout all of this. <laughs> yeah, and I have to admit, even though Angels has never been my thing, really, I still enjoy very much listening to sort of the Kyle Gray talks that he does and the workshops and everything. We've gone to a few, haven't we, Tracy? Yeah. Yeah, so definitely if you want to learn more about this, whether or not it's because you want to introduce it into your own practice, then he's a great, great person to sort of go into. Definitely. And have a little look. He's got a great Instagram account. And if you would like to get an angel oracle card deck, which I'll talk about in a minute, he's probably one of the main ones out there right now, which I really recommend because they're not, they're beautiful images by Jennifer Hawkyard. There's another plug there who Mm -hmm. did the illustrations. But they're not too angelic and sort of that kind of depiction of everything's white and pure and beautiful. They are very sort of amazing images that you can connect to on a different level, both positive affirmations and, you know, some of the trickier cards that come up for me. They're still lovely and they guide a lot. Um, So uh, call us, Kyle Gray. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) So... If you ever want to work with angels and you're worrying about how do I start, I'm not quite sure I do, I'm not quite sure how to visualize this if I'm feeling this. How I got started was I bought myself an Oracle card deck, the one that I was attracted to that appealed to me because it's all based on images and it turned out to be an angel card deck. And because it was an angel card deck, Naturally, when I was doing my card drawings or laying the card spreads, I would turn to the angels to ask them to help me. So if you find yourself owning an angel card deck, maybe you're a bit more connected than you think you are. Or if you're drawn to these angel card decks, it's a good way to start in getting into angel healing and practice and connecting with them. And Kyle Gray is one of the main publishers out there, but there is another one called Radley Valentine. Now, there is another name here, Doreen Virtue, who was for a long time the leader in Angel Card Decks. She was a Hayes House publisher. She was a mentor and teacher of Angel Healing. She actually was my first Oracle Card Deck that I purchased. These beautiful Mm. cards, purple, amazing illustrations. They have gold around the edge. I loved them so much, Dee. I don't want to be judgy here. It may come across, I'm sorry, again, this is just my viewpoint. Doreen Virtue was a very well-known lady in the angel healing for a long time, practiced in spirituality and was probably one of the top sellers of angel cards. And um, now they're no longer for sale, which is a shame because they are really beautiful. But she had a visit from Jesus in one of her visualization practices one day who told her to stop um, and convert to Christianity. And so she listened. And she's converted to Christianity, which is fine. But now what she's doing is she's preaching her Christianity and trying to retract all of her cards and probably going down that route of, you know, we shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be doing card readings. We shouldn't be practicing this spiritual practice or trying to connect to the angels. And I think it's caused a lot of hurt of people that turn to her for guidance And they followed her and they rely on her. And you do lean on your spiritual mentors. She has a very powerful position and she should trust really carefully. It's caused a little bit of a... Friction. Yeah. I've just Googled and she's written a book called Deceived No More. So I can understand why that would rub people up the wrong way. Exactly. 
if you have her cards, there's nothing wrong with them. They are lovely. But with all your cards, you need to connect to them and love them. And whenever I look at my cards now, I'm still working of maybe my forgiveness of her or my understanding uh-huh. of her. They're tainted a little bit. I mean, she's no Kyle Gray, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> So angel card decks are a really lovely way of getting into angel connection and practice. But one of the other um, things that I like to do is to call upon them for help. In particular, Protection Day. So going back to Kyle Gray, he mentioned that um, as an empath or a spiritually sensitive person who suffers from the energy of others, um, we often are taught to maybe put shields up we talk about our armor our bubble wrap our visualization wearing mirrors doing anything we can to stop absorbing and getting drained by people's energy right but this is something that I've mentioned before I struggle with a little I don't know about you Dee because while you're talking to someone and being engaged in a conversation and then trying to visualize putting up armor your brain doesn't split like that and so you're either giving your energy towards that person or you're giving your energy towards boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of calling the angels is like, let them do the protection for you. So you don't need to worry about this visualization. Oh, so I'm liking angels more and more. I thought you might like this. <laughs> so if you're in a situation where you feel like you could be vulnerable, you're going to have to be around people you find difficult, or perhaps you've just got a day where you're feeling very stretched, overwhelmed, exposed, vulnerable, you can just ask the angels in your head through prayer out loud, angels, I'm finding it very difficult today. Please guide me and protect me from dot, 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 dot. It's not complicated. There's no special spell. There's no like getting a potion out or crystals or positions you have to get yourself in. It just comes from the heart. And by asking for their protection and maybe sometimes even visualizing protection, like a barrier going up and the light spreading through you, however you want to do it, I think is a lovely way of finding another practice to help you through those tricky times. And I think it works, Dee, because... I've tried it a few times and I've definitely noticed the difference. One day I had this day, I think you remember it, where I had meetings from, I think, about 8.30 in the morning, going all the way through my day till 9 o'clock at night. And some of them were really tricky meetings. And it got to a point where I was feeling very overwhelmed. My schedule was really tight. I hate being late for things. It causes anxiety. And there was no room really for me to eat in between. And I was just thinking, please get me through today. I don't even know I'm going to get through to this evening's meeting. So I said my little angel prayer in the morning of help for their strength and their protection from difficult people and to help me get through the day. And one of my meetings got cancelled. One of my meetings turned out to be on a much smaller, less overwhelming scale than I thought it would be. None of these difficult meetings were with me, FYI, everyone. No, they weren't. They weren't. But at the end of the day, when these, these things unfolded and you think, oh, what are the chances of that? It was at the end of the day, I gave thanks to them for helping my day become easier because they knew that it'd be too difficult for me oh. to try and do too much. And that's the other rule of thumb when asking angels for their help. Um you can't go too wrong as long as it comes from the heart 
but also remember to give thanks as well. So it's not all like, please give me this, please give me that, please help me with this. Give them thanks for all the wonderful things they've already given you, like your health, your family, your friends. When you've had a nice day, give them thanks for the nice day that you've had. Another rule of thumb is never to wish bad upon others. Do not use them to try and make something bad happen to someone else. Or do not use them to wish bad upon yourself as well, because they just won't do it. They don't do everything you say. You've got to like have good intentions. (laughs) Exactly. There's lots of lovely prayers and things you can say to them and poems. Have a little look maybe on these angel websites. Maybe you want to do a course yourself. Um, The Centre of Excellence is a really lovely one I recommend to do. But in all spiritual practice, never worry about doing it wrong. These lovely guides, spirits, angels, they're not there to judge you. They're not there to spy on you. They're not there to um, make you feel bad as a person. Oh my God, spying on us? It never even occurred to me they might be spying. Oh no, I've counted in your head. (laughs) The thing with the angels is that they will love you unconditionally and they know you more than you know yourself. So they know what's good for you and they've got your back. So another lovely thing that you can do to connect with angels, if you're feeling like, well, this sounds lovely and I'd love to practice this, but perhaps it's not something I can do every day, is there are lots of angel healers that you can visit. Like you go for your tarot reading, your card Mm -hmm. reading. There's people who are angel healers who will do a treatment for you, a plan, help you connect, um, do an angel card reading, say an angel card prayer with you. There are people out there who have worked very hard to connect to their angels on a daily practice. Like an interpreter. Yeah, like an interpreter, the, the middle person. There's also the idea I mentioned before of guardian angels. And so if all of the archangels and the spheres and everything else I'm telling you is just too much, know that everyone has a guardian angel. And they're there all the time with you and will help you through good times, bad times, tricky times. They've got your back. And they are there for you when you are ready to connect to them. So when you're ready, one way of connecting with your guardian angel is to first name him or her. I've named mine Lou. Lou. I don't know why. Yeah. You name them or do they have a name? Do you have to try to tap into what their name is or meditate on it? You can meditate on it and then they might come. You could say, guardian angel, what is your name? And maybe a name will come. I don't know where Lou came from. It's certainly not my favorite name. It's not even that glamorous, really, but it's just come. Mm -hmm. It's just there. The reason of a name really is, we mentioned before, angels don't have physical form. They don't really have a physical look. They don't have a sex. They're not a him or her. All of this stuff as humans, we just have to give them to connect. And the name is also one of them. When I named Lou, I just said, Lou, my guardian angel, this is your name I'm going to use to call upon you now. And so I don't have to use guardian angel, which sounds all official. It's just like, (laughs) Lou, are you there? I need your help. Or Lou, you know, it's just, it's a more personal thing, which is what your guardian angel should be. Tracy, this is the first time I've heard of Lou, and it's adorable. Oh, thank you. Lou, thank you for looking after my friend Tracy. Thank you, Lou. And Lou likes to give me little signs sometimes that she's there. I've assigned her or her. 
And I am working really strongly with Lou so that she can show me her form of how she looks as well. So when I visualize, I'm trying my best to sort of like let her present a form to me. But it's very hard for me at the minute because there's a lot of ego brain stuff getting involved Mm -hmm. as well. But there is um, a lady who does Kyle Gray's oracle cards, Jennifer Hawkyard, Mm -hmm. who has this service where she can draw your guardian angel for you. So she's so practiced and connected with the angels that she will connect to your guardian angel for you and draw the form that she sees. So there's, and I'm sure there's many other artists and spiritual angel healers who can do this for you too, if you want sure, to. We're going to put a link to her website, huh? Because she has yeah. seen some of her stuff in your shop as well as the Cal Gray cards. And they are gorgeous, aren't they? Beautiful, really beautiful illustrations. Like you said, not the willowy, you know, cutesy angels that you get. No, there's lots of ways you can connect to your guardian angel naming her, visualizing her or him and talking to them and asking them for help, protection, guidance, give thanks. I think it's just a lovely idea. And I think it's why so many people tap into this sort of idea of a guardian angel in times of hardship, that there is someone watching over us and there is someone that loves us unconditionally and there is someone that's got our back and that's our guardian angel. Another thing that pops up a lot with angels and angel healing is the thought of these little signs and synchronicities that we get. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the same feathers appear when angels are near, angel numbers, hearing a humming noise. Is that the angels talking to you? This is hard for me to put into words, but from having a massive pathway of lots of coincidences, such as seeing lots of feathers, Synchronicity is something that isn't just chance or luck, but it's actually a message that's coming across to you from something. And it might not be angels. It might be something else that you believe in, these little signs of things that we see. You know, what are the chances of me picking up 12 white feathers today or looking at the clock and it being 1111? You know, I keep seeing these numbers. I keep seeing these feathers. I keep seeing these symbols. And then you find that the more you open up to it, the more you see them. And there's a really lovely saying here, which I learned in my course, which is from Einstein. So Einstein said, coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. So quite powerful, hey? And I think you can read into that sentence, whatever you will. We talked a little bit about this, didn't we? Way back when in the numerology episode where we were saying like, do you notice these numbers because you're looking out for them more or do you see them a lot because they're appearing more to you? Exactly. Law of attraction a little bit, right? Talked about a friend that I had that was obsessed with the number 256, which is really random, but he insisted he saw it everywhere. But can you just pick any three random numbers and start seeing it everywhere? If you're open to it, then you've opened the gates, you're being mindful, you're looking out and the signs will come. I've got a whole book here of angel numbers. (laughs) So this podcast, I was like, what are the angel numbers? Every single number is an angel number. So if you keep seeing, like you mentioned, the same number over and over and over again, have a little look at what it means. 
because each number is a meaning. Oh my God, can you read 256? Because remember, this friend even had it tattooed on himself. Wow, okay. So the number 256, this is from, guess whose book? (laughs) Who's going to say? Tracy's holding up a book by Kyle Gray called Angel Numbers. (laughs) Mm -hmm. In order to receive, you must be prepared to give and share. Move beyond a limiting and lacking mindset. Oh, that's interesting because he was a selfish cunt. (gasps) There we go. (laughs) Interesting though, right? If you keep seeing the same number. And there are some numbers which are strongly like associated like 1111, you know, seeing those repeated numbers, uh, the angels speaking to you. I think the rule of thumb is that if you keep seeing the same number, even if it be a random number like 256, it's the idea of angel numbers is that they're trying to tell you something and so have a little look at what it means feathers are another one that they like to throw at you and give you a lot and I don't even know if it is because they know we associate them with having wings that they give that symbol of a feather and it doesn't have to be a white feather if it's in a strange place and you keep seeing them that's the sign your angels are near coins and pennies as well, if you see like coins on the floor, that famous saying, find a penny and pick it up and all day long you'll have good luck. Again, strongly associated to the higher vibration of angels. Bells, if you hear a lot of bells ringing, that isn't just because you live next door to a church <laughs> or your doorbell's going a lot. Clouds or wing symbols. And I've heard this a lot of people who have maybe lost a loved one or are turning up to the sky because it's where we associate heaven, divine. And they see angel wings in the sky. Again, that's a lovely symbol. So it's not specifically clouds. It's seeing things in the clouds. Yeah. I mean, we live in England. We see clouds a fuck ton. It's funny shaped clouds. (laughs) Or a cloud where you're just like, oh. Or maybe your own symbol. Maybe you keep seeing something that connects you. Some people associate robins with a loved one. You know, there's lots of things. But the idea is you're seeing them a lot. And it's not in their usual context. Have you got any day? Well, I have a question because you just mentioned loved ones and robins and stuff. Are these angels sometimes people that have passed? What is the difference between angels and spirits? So this is just my thought on it because there's no proof on this, how I feel the angels to be. So I feel that when loved ones are passed, they are spirits. And I feel that angels are different that will look after our loved ones. So they are the governing spirits, the guiding spirits. They are the ones that if we do go to another realm, heaven, dimension, planet, they are the ones that guide the way. They are the ones that will welcome and look after you while your soul passes from one form to another. I don't think that when we die, we turn into an angel. Okay. That's not my thought process. But but you might have like a guardian spirit as well as a guardian angel, for example. Possibly, yeah. What are you asking for at that time? Who are you talking to? Are you talking to your spirit friends or ancestors? Are you praying to them? Are you praying to angels? Because they're the people that are replying. But I don't think when we die, we turn into an angel. And I don't think that angels are the same thing as our spirits. Okay. What do you think, Dave? No, I think this. I think possibly the same. I just don't didn't really know the difference. No, I did have a very interesting journey with a healing thing I did a few months back, where my friend guided me on this journey. Had no idea what to expect, Mm. 
And what I saw was um, Archangel Gabriel and the colours and the symbols and the weird little trip that he took me on. I spent a few days just sort of suspended in that kind of lovely, slightly tricky journey. Slightly shocked that I'd seen such weird things like what's wrong with my mind to see a cow in a field and then started to join the dots. And it was only when I started to join the dots, I was like, wow, my brain just couldn't make that up. Like yeah. I saw Gabriel, I saw a cow, I saw very clear symbols. So you can do it. You don't have to be like super practice. It's but it just, is that. It's a practice, isn't it? So you practicing. don't expect to sit down and meditate for five minutes and be connected to your angel, right? It's going to no. take a bit more work than that. No one. No matter if you look upon them as super spiritual and connected, doing their yoga and meditation, and even psychic healers, people that are able to connect to um, spirits or predict, their gift is no more special than your gift. It's just they have practiced more. At one point, they were starting as well. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm just going to finish up on the archangels. We mentioned they're in the lower sphere, but they're also very connected to God. We mentioned that if they're spelt with a capital A, then they're in the top sphere as well. So they're really close to God. There are lots of different archangels and they all generally have what I like to see as a different personality. So they do have like some of them love books. Some of them are warriors. Some of them are healers. Some of them love animals. Some of them love children. Some of them love art. They have personalities, which is pretty cool, Dee, right? I'm just going to mention the seven primary ones, which I'm sure most of you have heard of. If you need a specific area of your life healing, or if you need a specific guidance on a topic, it's nice to have a little look and learn about your archangels because they have a speciality Mm. in different areas. So you can call on a different archangel depending on what you need. We have Archangel Michael, who is like God. He's God's right-hand man. He's strong. He's a warrior. Like I say, depicted as quite muscular, depicted as a him as well. Mm. But angels have no sex. They have an energy though, and it's a masculine energy. He helps you if you're feeling, this is one for us, D, overloaded with work or people. And he can help you take leadership in your life and can help you cut things down where you need. Mm. He is ruled by the throat chakra. His day of the week is Sunday. His color is blue and his season is autumn. I didn't know that they had like chakras assigned to them as well and stuff. Yeah. Do you remember we talked about the number seven? Mm -hmm. Seven chakras, seven archangels, like principal ones, seven days of the week. If you are visualizing or seeing a lot of the color blue and you're asking for archangel help or you're working with angels, it's likely to be linked to Michael, Archangel Michael, because that's his colour. I love the idea of the Archangels having favourite colours. I know. Mm. Or their own personalities, their own thing, right? It helps Mm. you connect so much more. So the second one is Gabriel, who you mentioned before, Dee. I mentioned as well. He popped up in my visualisation. Probably the one that a lot of people are familiar with because of that story of you know, the Virgin Mary having a message from Gabriel that she's going to have the the son of God. So here's the interesting thing. I never knew that. Oh. I um, 
wasn't Did you not get dragged up. to church by your religious family? No, I can't believe I'm doing a podcast here on angels and talking about God from a really non-religious upbringing. Mm. I never went to church. Unfortunately, when my grandma died, my mom lost her faith in anything to do with God. So I was never brought up in any religious way at all I don't feel like I missed out but it should mean that I never learned maybe the bible I never went to church unless it was a wedding and didn't know that you know I'm obviously I've said it before Palestinian and so all of the bible all the stuff that comes up in the bible is basically our local history you know so you're kind of taught it all the religions kind of merge you know Jesus was born Jewish and Jesus is a prophet in Islam so they all interlink in terms of their history. So whatever religion you are, if you're Palestinian or from the region, you're probably going to know quite a bit about it. But I actually love the Bible stories. Again, I've said I'm not religious. I'm not Christian by belief. But it's such a good book. Like the stories of revenge and chopping up prostitutes and sending them to their clients, bits to the clients. and Really? Especially Old Testament. Old Testament Bible is fucking intense. Like it is hardcore. You know, it's like, oh, I can't get my wife can't get pregnant, so I have a baby with someone else. Really quite a good Have you read it from front to back then? Yeah, well, we had to. Well, when I was younger. So because like I said, my immediate family are not religious, but my gran was and a a bunch of my other family were religious and they kind of even the non-religious ones were the ones that were kind of like you better get baptized and have your first communion and your confirmation just in case it's true you know so you had to go to like you had to have classes and you know and obviously the bible they teach kids is a little bit a little bit watered down (laughs) but yeah then I've I've, honestly get yourself a bible and read through it is amazing what's in there that was a good read. Interesting on the flip side is like I've not been brought up. I've never yeah. read the Bible. I have been christened and I asked my mom what church I was christened under. Am I Catholic or Protestant? And she didn't know. She had to look it up. <laughs> so and what's where, the answer? <laughs> uh, Protestant, we think. <laughs> yeah, I was going to think, I was going to say, I feel like she would know if it was Catholic because she would remember being there for like three fucking hours. <laughs> yes. But that's where we're at on that in my family. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's right or wrong, but that's how we are. And our hearts are all in a good place and we by no means judge. But I do quite like the fact that all of this angel spiritual work I'm doing is 100% from a non-religious bias yeah, or pre-fed context yeah. from being brought up on it. You know, yes, without any preconceptions, slate. exactly. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, when this face came to me and it turned out to be Gabriel holding a baby, I didn't know that story. And so it's shocking that that happened. And then I looked it up after and it's like, wow, where would that have come from? Because I I just, I genuinely didn't know. Pass that message on that Mary was going to have a baby. He is connected to the moon. Is he? And I say he... Because he came to me in masculine image, but to some he comes in feminine image. And there is a bit of a thing of, is it Gabriel, man or woman? I think it's probably feminine energy in masculine form that I got. It sounds like if they do take a form, it's to help us to relate to them enough to listen to them rather than that. Exactly. And, and if you say he's related to the moon, 
which is the feminine energy, then um, yeah, it's not a surprise you're getting kind of mixed messages on gender there. She, but I do call him he because that's how he appeared to me as he yeah. with feminine form, mm-hmm. though very feminine. And his color is white, and he is great for conception and pregnancy. So if you're looking to conceive or have a baby or having any difficulties with family, then he's the angel to call upon. The next one D is Archangel Chamuel, he who seeks God. And his colour or her colour is pink. And this angel is good to call upon, another good one for us D, for self-confidence, self-acceptance. And if we need to feel good in any situation, especially after conflict, you know, when we talk about after argument, there's self-doubt. Could I have done it better? Could I have said it better? Was it my fault? This is a good archangel to help you with that. Yeah, Tamuel. Another one you'd heard of is probably Raphael, mm-hmm. the healer. Yep. The angel that connects a lot with spiritual healers, nurses, doctors, anyone that's in the healing realm. My cousin's kid is called Raphael and he's training to be a doctor. Oh, wow. See, coincidence or synchronicity? The um, other cousin has a daughter who's also a doctor now, and her name is Gabriella. Oh, such lovely names, hey? And this is where these names come from as well, these archangels. Uh, Raphael is the heart chakra. His colour is green. His planet is Mercury. His day of the week is Thursday, and his season is spring. I'm not mentioning all of the colours and all of the seasons for every single one. It's, just, no. it's too much, day. It's too much. But the idea is get find your archangel that you need and learn about them. Connect. You them. know what we need? We need a spreadsheet. An archangel <laughs> spreadsheet. <laughs> we yes, do. we do. Archangel Zadkayal, the righteousness of God. He is the angel associated with the third eye. His crystal is lapis lazuli. And he is associated with forgiveness. So letting go of those sort of like niggles and grudges and feeding our monsters and all of that jazz. I don't want to. He can help you (laughs) forgive and forget. Okay. (laughs) Nearly there, Dee. So the next one is Archangel Uriel. Mm -hmm. The light of God. This angel, and this is what I mean by personalities and, yeah. and sort of like little bits sneaking through where you kind of picture them so clearly. This angel loves theatre, art and dance and helps you come to your own conclusions with things. So, mm. you know, we talked about Libra kind of being on the fence, that sort of energy of politics, of like seeing yeah. both sides of the story or that Gemini energy that sort of flips between the two of like believing one thing and then changing to another and being a bit undecisive on or the Aries and Taurus who believe something and just go with it yes and don't budge exactly and this angel is along that vibe of helping you draw your own conclusions in whether it's asking them for help on who to vote for help asking to help on sorry to mention this word but covid and you know what your thoughts are on that if you're struggling to draw your own conclusions particularly if you're influenced by others then draw upon this angel for help and guidance and the last principal archangel is archangel jophiel this angel is uh the creator like the creative one so when you're feeling a bit down or depressed or a bit uninspired your creativity is a little bit lack you need some sort of lift 
citrine, the stone of sunshine, you know, that vibe of like giving you a little bit of inspiration. This is the angel to call upon if you need help on that. But there are many more. There are loads more. Some of them have crazy names like Optimus Prime and stuff, huh? Yeah, I think there's one called Archangel Metron. That's it. (laughs) Is the angel of geometry. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, and, and shapes and things. So there's an angel for everything, which is nice to know. Now, with these angels, when you call upon them, sometimes you might not know who you need, who you're working with. I got a tattoo of Michael on my wrist, as we mentioned. But do you remember, D? I I actually went to get Raphael. Um, All were, of them. and then starting, Raphael. Well, with four, weren't you? And then, yeah. Yeah. And my wrists are too skinny. And the only one that fit was Michael, which makes me think that that was him saying "Uh, uh, uh, you don't want these dudes this is who you're working with this is like your man (laughs) right it's just those little things of like you think you need one but actually you're given another go with it don't be too stuck on ideology of this is what's happening to me right now and this is who I want to see because like we say if you're open to things they will come so you can give a general shout out if you're not sure which angel you need to work with you can give a general shout out and be like hey who do I need? Come, come see me. Yeah, exactly, Day. Yeah, show, show yourself. It might not even be in the human form they present. It could be in colour as well. Um, you might be seeing a colour. And people who read auras as well may see a, a colour around you. One of my customers said that she saw the colour yellow fluttering around me, which we think was an angel. Can you see auras, Day? Have you? No, I don't think no. so. Just energy vibes for me I've tried staring at Michael for like a good half hour mm-hmm. trying to see his aura just got eyeball ache in the end it was just too much yeah maybe that's just not our thing is it <laughs> but you know everyone sings different go with it and I think with the angels and working with them just go with your heart if this isn't for you then that's fine if it is for you don't be fearful of doing it wrong or saying the wrong thing. Take your time. Find your own path with it. Ask for their guidance if and when you need it. Enjoy your journey with them as well. It's a commitment, but it's also not because they love you unconditionally. And there are times when I'm too busy to do my angel prayers or to even feel their presence. And then when I am not busy, I'll apologize and say, I'm sorry, I've been distracted this week, day, month, hour. Do your healing or your practice or connections with the best intentions and enjoy. It's very simple and pure angel healing. There's no, like I say, there's no equipment needed. This is very much a practice which is just coming from you. Well, I'm definitely, having listened to you talk about all of this, I'm definitely going to do some more reading around it because I, at the very least, I found I find the stories around the angels fascinating. So I'd love to learn a bit more. And I think Aww. that the lesson I'm going to take away is to be a bit more open about them and not to write them off just because I think of them as a Christian thing. Yeah, yeah. Because they're clearly not or they transcend that. And so I just need to be a bit more open, I think. But I, I think that's fascinating. So, oh, thanks, you? Day. I'm glad I've pointed you in a different direction to look at 
I have to say, it's been so cute listening to you talk about this subject because you've been so animated and you normally are animated when you talk about things, but like you're clearly so like passionate and interested in it. So you've been all like excited. And I love my angel healing so much and it's been there the whole time, but I just needed my brain to catch up with it. Thank you for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed. Our next episode is the moon and the body. Yeah, the moon and the body. Exactly. I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners who sent us a lovely message. We love it when you guys email us. Her name is Esther. And she just sent us a really nice message about our subscription box. She had received her first one and she said that it was just prepared with love, which they definitely are, and that she loves listening to us. And we love that she loves listening to us. So um, I messaged her back because she didn't know that she was actually the first person to sign up to our subscription box. She was. She got an especially happy dance when we saw that email come in. Yeah. So I just wanted to give her a little shout out and, you know, message us if you um, have any questions or suggestions for podcast episodes, because we love it and it does great things for our ego. It really does. Thanks, Esther. It really made us, words mean a lot, don't yeah, they, Dee? Definitely. They do. We love basically get engaging with you guys. So, we do. We um, do. Yeah. So drop us a line. All right. So Bye. bye. If you enjoyed that and you want more from us, why don't you head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash we knew the moon and check out some bonus content. Also, if you want to stay up to date, you can follow us on our Facebook page at we.new.the.moon. If you could leave us a review on our Facebook page, that would mean a lot. Our Instagram handle is the same as our Facebook at we.new.the.moon. We are on Twitter at We Knew the Moon One, and we are also on Pinterest. Just search for We Knew the Moon. Finally, if you want lots more fun, moon info, and all things spiritual, plus our lovely shop, please visit our website, WeKnewTheMoon.co.uk. 